0: Well, it's the dynamic, you of when me back again. I'm the DJ, you better pack it in, you lack lacking sense. Trying to tangle with us, group of a great we we'll in the back of the bus smack hurry, to smack you.
1: Hurry. Oh, touch. Hurry hurry. By the you money, you such money if you feel Everybody, end of the day, that's understandable. What can I say? We got a strong man has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. Still doesn't
0: know. I'm not sure why I'm looking at the standings. It's not like they're any fucking different from they were last week.
1: No, but I was thinking about the games today, right? Which I've only seen the highlights. Of, I haven't watched any full games yet. But is there an argument for having like l- longer breaks in the finals between games? Cause when these guys have a break, the games are fucking incredible. Like they've just got so much more juice, hey.
0: All the games were blowouts. I don't know what the fuck you're talking mm. about. They were terrible games. And LeBron didn't yeah. even play,
1: so you yeah. <laughs> know. How much of a fucking He's break like, does he need? I'm having an all star break. Like everyone, like all the plebs, whether you guys like it or not. Yes. Anthony Davis has lost his voice. That's a that's a uh I've got a I've got a cold and I can't come in to push trolleys. Um, excuse that one
0: that's uh, i'd want to play the game I don't want to do the fucking press That was basically everybody is quite quitting in the NBA mm. this week from the fucking all the players just completely ignoring uh various plaintive pleas from the league the owners the old heads to for god's sake play this game in a way that does don't embarrass themselves and they proceed to just uh have a shoot around that ends with one team on 211 points and Adam Silver, fantastically passive-aggressive line, well, Eastern Conference team, you scored the most (laughs) points. Congratulations. The trophy is yours. It had real, you know, I award you no points at all and may God have mercy on your soul energy.
1: I've been thinking of a few because, like like you said, every podcast has just been smashing this this week. How to fix the fucking All-Star game. I was thinking, like, what's some ideas that we sort of haven't really had? Now, talking about,
0: setting it on fire. To my Well, I need to get my plan out there, which is literally to treat it like the AFL or Australian game, announce the teams, and then do literally nothing else. Wow
1: well, Nothing else. The, the problem with that is you need the stuff around All-Star Game. like that's the Move machine. that stuff to yeah, the in-season yeah, that's tournament. That's what I'm saying. We, we came up with that solution.
0: Oh, I came up with that solution. Just now on the podcast, we didn't have a previous discussion about this offline. That never happened. We don't do homework. We don't do research on this podcast. As you pointed out last week when you claimed the most Triple J band in the history of the world had never been played on Triple J.
1: We'll get to that. Calm down. We certainly will. We, we are actually going to have to have the earliest pause in the history of uh, the podcast because a fly has just sunk to the bottom of my, of my wine and I <laughs> refuse to drink it. So I'll be back.
0: Yes. Wait, there's a was there's a fly in my wine. What's he doing there? Looks like the backstroke, sir. And other jokes from 5001 Jokes for Kids circa 1982. I mean, I wouldn't worry that much. If I can't drink that much wine, this might at least give us a chance to use our sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit soundbite. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Which is probably been in use again by Gennaro Gattuso as he was relatively <laughs> position as Marseille coach this, this week.
1: He's back. I assume you, you've been monologuing the whole time.
0: That's <laughs> not a euphemism, folks.
1: Um... No, my only other solution was, you know, you got the, you got all these pro am leagues that that the. the NBA players try a hundred times harder at. Oh, you mean you know, like
0: the Drew League, the, the the games with absolutely no stakes, yeah. but they're preferably willing to risk every bit of life and limb in order to beat their opponents on the basis of nothing more than ego.
1: Well, there's, there's been more serious injuries at the Drew League than and other games like that than there has been at the All-Star Game, which I guess sort of pr- someone, proves the point. Well, but
0: Someone pointed out the, the last serious injury at the All-Star Game was, was Kobe getting his nose broken by... D-Wade on an on a over-energetic bit of defense. And when D-Wade phoned him up to apologize, Kobe said, I loved it.
1: <laughs> of course he does. That's how we
0: should be playing the All-Star game. That was also the game where, where um, Kobe harassed LeBron into passing up the last shot and, and basically called him a bitch for doing so.
1: Uh, it seems like Wemby's pretty keen to um to do a bit of kobiness to the all-star game the the little exchange between him and Ant where where you know Ant's like oh, I'll just here to have fun, and oh, Wemby's shoot, like... shoot everything left-handed. And Wemby's like... <laughs> and Wemby's like, the fuck you will. <laughs> winning's fun, and I will kill you. <laughs> I, will, no, um, I won't kill you, but I will haunt you in your sleep. you yeah. just turn up as, oh. as
0: Slender Man. Uh, Extremely Slender Man. The, you um, can't make people care about a thing that they don't see the value in.
1: No, so uh, my, 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 my idea was you have like a, a golf-style open tournament for the team that will play the All-Star team. You know, so a whole bunch of amateurs or g-league players and you basically hold a a descending one-on-one comp until you get five absolute (laughs) psychopathic gunners that just want to bury the other team into the into the basket and then you let them loose on nba players and okay if you want to get embarrassed by a bunch of amateurs then get embarrassed but i bet you they don't i bet you after five minutes they go hang on Aren't we the good players? <laughs> Shouldn't we? Oh, they be won't this turn game? up for the fucking yeah, week, no.
0: mate. They just won't even go. No. So every every fucking solution that's been proposed, and some of them very good, but they all fall down at the point at which this generation of players doesn't give a fuck, yeah. and that there's nothing you can do. To make them give a fuck, and even the idea of giving them, you know, putting a huge amount of money on that. Which a lot of the motivation for the in-season tournament by putting a whole lot of money on there was not for themselves; it was for the people around them in their actual team, the people that they feel some kind of allegiance to. Yeah, the guy was- at the end of the bench who earns two dollars fifty. You're not going to, in mean, if you're already a super max player, then the amount of money that you're going to have to put on it to make it worth make it raise their eyebrows is going to be pretty fucking prohibitive. It's going to be a hell of a lot of that fucking starry money. From whatever that horrible fucking soda is that 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 turned the 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 slam dunk court green and turned everybody into the Incredible Hulk.
1: There was a little, no, not a little, a lot more pushback against the suggestion players should get paid huge amounts of money to play the All Star game. Whereas the in season tournament was, like you said, you know, you you, you're doing it for the squad, right? And and while a lower paid NBA player gets paid a lot more than you or me or a nurse or a doctor or someone else in the front line of essential services. Well, actually, uh,
0: I, I don't know, a guy on a two-way might not be getting paid a hell of a lot more. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, there's not a lot of cash in there, yeah. but no, point given. But the thing is that they don't see playing in the All-Star game and making it a good spectacle and increasing the amount of money that the sponsors and media companies are going willing to pay for the league as literally exactly the same thing. You are trying to get money for the guy at the end of the bench. Mm. By increasing the salary cap, guess what that does to the minimum salary? Yeah. But it's 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 a little bit too abstract a uh, concept for them. And I feel like the, in a lot of ways they were kind of, the, the star players were, were kind of putting in a protest against the owners in the league and, yeah, except- and the CBA. But the reality is that you put that. Yeah, fucking clown of a union rep in to negotiate your cause. You're the ones who fucking agreed to this. It's and, and, your own damn fault.
1: And this is the classic fuck around and find out, right? Because if T, TN- yes. if TNT or Fox or ESPN go, actually, we don't think your game, you know, your league is as worth as much as what you're asking. Because you know you have these huge and the, and the All Star Game is is sort of like a really stark version of you know, a back-to-back or a Sunday afternoon LA game where players just don't care. You know, it's it's like the the really upfront version of players not giving a fuck. And there's large chunks of the season, which there sort of has to be, because you just cannot be up for 82 games. It's impossible. But it sort of reinforces... Like, if I was a Fox executive bidding for the NBA, I'd say, you've got large... Like, you've got a lot of content, but a large amount of this content is pretty fucking worthless. It's other inventory. Than- yeah. It's, it's,
0: like, it's, it's like the baseball season. It's designed for a cable network that needs to fill 82 game days. Yeah. Now, if you're not in the business of selling bulk content, then it's not a league for you. You're better off fucking getting the Formula One um, rights and having, you know, 20-odd race weekends, but you have all that glamour and you can sell the whole Netflix bullshit. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're going to... The thing is, though, that you can definitely see that the All Star Weekend will not be something like the All Star Weekend is kind of TNT's crown jewel because you know they split the rights with with ABC, ESPN, and and ESPN get all the good stuff. They get the finals and they get Christmas Day.
1: Uh, but what TNT yeah, Turner's get the gets the All Star Turner's
0: game. gets opening night, uh, MLK one conference final, and they get All Star. And All Star is meant to be you know up there with. You know, it's going to be one of the the key things. And they they claim that that ratings are up, but of course the way they count ratings is entirely nebulous. And the obsession with with pointing at ratings as the, the, you know, the the reason everything is going well or badly is extremely Ethan Strauss areas and therefore is not something that we listen to on this podcast.
1: Though for Turner, the ratings are probably a little bit more real because they're, they're their rankings. Yeah, but you if you're counting mean?
0: them across <laughs> yeah. acro- across various alt casts and fucking streaming and, you know, whatever else, then it's a little and also it was a it was a big percentage change from last year. Last year Steph Curry didn't play. And there was an enormous drop. So well, part the, of this the, is, is natural correction from, from a huge the, dip last year.
1: The the best thing in the whole weekend, and the most competitive, and the one where the two players involved absolutely cared was Sabrina versus Steph. Like that was an actual, you know, red blooded competition where both players were nervous and had pregame and and were going at it a hundred percent. Like when Steph won that, he, you could see that he actually, you know, really wanted to win it. Like there's not even, I, I guess, Cat's celebration of getting fifty was. He was happy about that, but that's about the only Apparently, that interesting... was the only
0: good line. The only good line from the alt cast was Draymond saying, you know, it's just like an old fashioned Timberwolves game out there. Catch at 50 <laughs> and they're down by 20.
1: <laughs> wow. Uh, speaking of Draymond, did you see Jordan Poole got benched today? Holy shit, that dude's career is just. In yeah, but his bank balance um, is pristine. Yeah, that's right. He's he's on that DeAndre Ayton plan of as long as I get my second contract, I'm golden. Yeah, and like he, like he'll always have a spot in the NBA. He's got a skill. It just won't be as a starter or as a significant player. But
0: I think you know, he could bottom got- out and find you know it. it I don't think anyone wants to play basketball on that team. So I'll, I'll be interested to see Jordan Poole on a basketball team, not. The yeah. Washington
1: Wizards. A, a juicy little factoid I picked up off Dan Devine's podcast today, that is the last top four, current top four team, the Thunder play between yes. here and the finals. And I just went, yeah. that's Thanks really- was
0: actually Patrick Redford from the from the Defector who pointed this yeah, out yeah. to Dan. And, and Dan was like, I wish I'd knew that before I followed yeah. and copied this. And the, the Thunder beat the shit out of the Clippers today. And that's the last scary team they play for an extremely long time. They have the, the reverse of the Bucks, a hell run all the way to the end.
1: But it, it sort of really informs their attitude towards this game, right? Is let's, let's tune up on a top four team. Let's, let's go hard. Um, because we, you know, going hard against other teams left in the stretch run might not have the same sort of, uh, testing effect that playing the Clippers would. Uh, and they looked awesome. <laughs> they really looked fucking good. That that little, you know, considering the the wing defenders that the Clippers have, the way that Shea was toying with them in bits was a little scary. I think. Uh, yeah.
0: Although with the Clippers, it, you're never quite sure. They, no. um, yeah, they they didn't really look like they were there.
1: Yeah. What was it? Was it which, Frank Vogel that said we'll see which players are still mentally in Carbo? <laughs> I think he said in his pre-game yes. press conference there might have been a little bit of that
0: in the Suns Mavs game. He had pretty much the same experience. I, mean, I think I think the, the Suns only ended up losing by ten to the Mavs, but it was largely the same kind of thing. It was the, the Mavs, and the Mavs are an extremely difficult team to get a beat on because they are capable of being, you know, at their best, they are the best team in the fucking comp. But well,
1: well, you know, like, it's not
0: not a, not a dependable fucking outcome.
1: Like we said before the break, the Kings are really the only team. In the West, where you'd be happy if you got them in a first round matchup. And they might be out the back door. And then that's the weird the thing is that,
0: that is that, you know, under the hood, they are exactly the same team playing ex- just as good a basketball as they were last year. Yeah. It's just that the, the West got insane. That the level of, well, all of the teams that were cropped by injury last year that meant that they could finish third yeah. uh, are, not, are not there. And therefore, they are not third they are eighth
1: yeah the- after
0: they they squeaked out a win against your San Antonio Spurs this afternoon uh
1: can you remember the the season i think it was the year after the spurs heat the second spurs heat finals and we had a a really crazy western conference finals where i think the clippers played the spurs in the first round and like chris paul and and uh blake had to like absolutely pull out all the stops to win a first round series and then they lost that second round series to the rockets when oh who who was the, the Josh dis-
0: Smith Josh shot Smith them out. yeah when shot them else out was on the bench and did the- that was the that was the Donald Sterling playoffs because the clippers had to beat the warriors the up and coming warriors
1: um no cuz uh, the clippers was a really the-
0: difficult game and then they had to play the rockets because the year after that was the, the year the warriors won their first chip
1: oh i thought it was clippers spurs then clippers rockets that year or was no, it Clippers? I
0: was, pretty, I was pretty, in my, my mind that the the Clippers Rockets, um, you know Josh Josh Smith fucking series is followed on from the because um, that was the that was Doc's three one that was yeah. the, one of Docs's, Doc's Doc's three ones was yeah. that Clippers. Um.
1: No, no, it was definitely it was the it was the last. We're going to have to look this up. Dunk we're going to
0: have to look things up in <laughs> <on> the fucking. <podcast?
1: laughs> I'm going to cut all of this cuz this is boring shit. <laughs>
0: Spurs over Mavericks first round. Oh this was the insane first that was the insane first round where there were all the 43s. And then Spurs over Blazers, Spurs over Thunder. No that's that's four, that's 13 14. 14 so, Yeah that 15. must that must have been the year they won. 14 15 was Clippers over Spurs. And Warriors over Pelicans, and then...
1: And then Clip, right, Clippers beat Rockets? No, Rockets beat Clippers in the second round?
0: Rockets over Clippers. That was the Josh Smith series.
1: Yeah, and then the, the Warriors must have beaten the Rockets in the... Yeah, 4-1. The, it was pretty comfortable. Yeah.
0: Um, I, I had a feeling that one of them was, was either Chris Paul or James Harden was injured. That was on the other side of the draw. That was the Cavs beating Bud's 50-win Hawks 4-0.
1: That's right. Um but but just that, that Spurs-Clippers first round series just sort of, I can remember that year and we're like, holy shit, you know, th- we don't get Eastern Conference Finals this good and this is a first round series. And it was Duncan's last year and he just absolutely, you know, wound the clock back in, the I think, the fifth and sixth game. Yeah, because that was the year where it was like this Spurs-Clippers series could be better than the Eastern Conference Finals. And it probably was. And we might... Get a little bit of that again um, in well, okay. So let's flip to the Eastern Conference. The the bets that the Knicks made that you you saw the potential today. Bogey with twenty two from nine shots or eight shots off the bench, like that's absolutely the sort of random weapon that the Knicks could use right when when they're loading up on um, on Brunson and you just need an outlet to you know. To that that pressure release valve and they didn't really have someone that could do that sort of thing and that's 22 from nine shots is exactly that sort of like what what do you do if someone's just hitting that like that that's the sort of, that might jag you you know one extra win in a second round to get you to a finals. i i, I think they're they're set up really well to to if they get yeah, all they their are, guys back, I
0: guess it was against the worst, one of the worst defenses. Yeah, in the true. In the last true. sort of ten games, it's, I'm really, I don't know what. I, don't, I wouldn't make any conclusions about anything that happens, you know, against the the Embiidless 76ers because they are hot garbage um, at the moment.
1: Yeah. Well, and and uh, yeah, the, the East is just really, really weird. Like Orlando keeps looking pretty good. I know Cleveland lost today, but they've had a really good run. But now they've got some harder games. The doc did this like media tour where it was almost like he was pre apologising for losing three one in the second round already.
0: I don't know, Doc Rivers. You know you don't have to keep talking, vocal diarrhoea tour. Why? Um, why he doesn't have to keep talking? Why is he talking? Not- he's coming I'm out mate- and saying he's saying things like, "I don't know why they will have this job." <laughs> I told them. I told the owners. Why, ask the artist, why the hell are you doing this? You know, I, I, you know. it just kept banging on and on. I think JJ Reddick quite rightly pointed out, this guy never takes accountability for anything. No. And everyone's like, yes, he does. He got fired. That's accountability. He's like, no, it's not, because he never admitted he was fucking wrong. That's accountability. Not losing your job. He doesn't <laughs> fucking regret any of the decisions you he made. He, he will still keep throwing players under the bus. It's not Blake's fault. But, you know, he'll just keep... He fucking blaming whoever else, and his son, who doesn't like him, was defending him, and Pat Bev was was having to defend him. Oh. And you think, fucking, look at who if your you, allies are yeah, here, bro. If you've,
1: got, if you've got Austin Rivers and Pat Bev. As you two, like, all you need is Matt Barnes to stand up for you and you've got the trifecta. Uh, and Matt Barnes
0: is on JJ Redick's side. It, he and Stephen Jackson, who do their podcast together, uh, they don't rock with, with Doc either. So just, I, I think his players either love him or think he's an absolute fucking wanker.
1: It, the the Bucs situation is not looking good. Because can, can Dame walk at the end of the year? Is that right? Or has he got two more years?
0: Well, looking Dame hobbling around, uh, I'm not sure if he can walk right now. But um, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, he he seems less and less like he actually wanted to be there in the first place. Which is true because yeah. I think he wanted to go to Miami.
1: Uh, it's going to be really funny when it's Miami Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals again, and all of a sudden Jimmy Butler pops up like, oh, I'm, I'm feeling quite refreshed. I've only played thirty games this year."
0: It's not like I've actually needed him at this for the last.
1: The- uh, they're, they're a very interesting franchise. They just don't seem to... But like we said many times, can we just give Spolstra a, a, like a good squad? Just, just once, please? Yeah.
0: Can we get Dame on that team just because it would be fantastic to see what Dame could do with a good coach, let alone what, what Spolstra could do with good players?
1: You don't think um, Stotts was a good coach? You think he was an okay coach? Nobody I think he was an okay
0: he, yeah. was, he was okay, but he presided over some terrible defenses.
1: That's true. And that's a, like, I, I, I was talking with one of my assistant coaches. I was just like, sort of blue skying an idea out today. And I was just constantly, like, just, just reminded of why it's so important to have A, assistant coaches that don't think like you do. You know, you don't want assistant coaches that are like basically clones of your thought. And B, Having assistant coaches that you absolutely empowered to essentially be head coaches and say, No, we should be doing it this way. Because he just blew my mind with this idea of, you know, how to take what I wanted to do. And then he put a completely different spin on it that I just never would have thought of in a million years. And I was just like, If I didn't have you there, I would have just stuck to the way I was going to do it. And it would have been okay. It would have been fine. But it would have been a weakness in my sort of game plan. And it just baffles me that you have these, you know, Dan Tony has these really, like, he just wants to run the offense, right? Then go and get a Tibbs. Go and get a Tibbs to be your assistant coach <laughs> and, and just say, here, man, I'll give you all the power in, in this, in the part of the game that you love. You do whatever you like. I don't give a fuck. I want to want to play with James Harden and all these, you know, three pointers. You know, you work out that... That's
0: the American model where you have, you know, the, the two sides of the ball are completely separate. But with with basketball, you never really, you know, the, the two sides of the ball are never separate because, you know, you're within a, a flash turnover of it immediately flipping the yeah. other way. Well,
1: so. and I was talking to a, a physio the other day because we were talking about because you're um, old
0: and washed. That's what you're talking about. Yeah,
1: That's true. <laughs> that is true. Um, but he did some NRL stuff. He was working with some NRL strength and conditioning guys, and they were talking about, you know, stuff that they would like to do with, with the team and how to build, you know, certain players y- y- to be more resilient and injury-resistant. And the physio has going, oh, this sounds awesome. And the, and the strength and conditioning guys go, yeah, but the, the coaches don't give us the time to do it. Like... Is like we get a tenth of the time we need with the players. You know, we the, the most of the time they're just doing dog shit fitness or really dumb drills, <laughs> and and I think the comparison to the NFL where their skill base coaches have the appropriate amount of time to upskill the players in their sections, whereas they were basically saying the NRL is, you know. Sort of tri- treat everybody the same, I guess, uh, which I found really, really interesting. That, that it's it's almost like the NRL major,
0: major sausage that is. Look at the state of it. Fix your internet. What happened there? Your internet died.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Big NRL. It was like we can't have this. Stop this conversation.
0: Yeah, it was Buzz Rossfield you uh, spilled his whiskey into your fucking phone line uh
1: yeah it wouldn't take much um i've completely lost the thread
0: um that'll be fun to edit
1: <laughs> look I, I put
0: back the section banging on about you know who beat who in the fucking twenty fourteen yeah, fifteen 2014 yeah,
1: right. i just Whatever assume, it was. i just assume you cut out at like a third of my content anyway so
0: no, we're not. We're not. The, we don't have that much content.
1: <laughs> That's right. It's like I've got to leave all these bad takes in, or there's nothing here to, nothing here to bring out. Um, is there anything else we can really extrapolate out of one game back into the stretch run?
0: Oh, what? Because you're not usually here for the uh, massive overreactions to one game. No um, episode. You've missed the last couple, so uh, we're out of we're out of practice.
1: Well, the, if the Warriors can sort of, it went
0: chalk basically.
1: If if the Warriors can put their uh, hey, we were tr- willing to trade half of you guys for LeBron thing to bed, then they could be real spoilers. Oh, but
0: LeBron didn't know about that. He didn't know anything <laughs> about that. He hadn't heard anything about it. Oh, on, um, on Count the Dings, you know, the the, the original fucking True Hoop um, guys, uh, they do, they're back doing a basketball podcast again, and uh, they had the whole old group, you know, Zach, I mean, Tom Pabastro and um, uh, was. And they were doing a fraud off. They were trying to rank all the fraudulent statements made uh, over the last couple of weeks. But and Doc was in there like three or four times. But LeBron claiming that he uh, he didn't he didn't know anything about this idea to trade him to to the Warriors, and he found out at the same time everybody else did when it was reported. Mm. Uh, that ranked pretty highly on the fraudometer. <laughs> It's along with stuff funny. like Jana's claiming that he never, you know, he never watches any other any basketball, and he because it's, it's more exciting to discover who, the, who he's playing on the night and how they play.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, bullshit. Um, yeah, that, that was the, the OG
0: pod. If you're looking for it, folks, we haven't done a, a basketball podcast recommendations section for a very long time. I think we've done one before, but um, yeah, my, the basketball pods I'm listening to at the moment, uh, the OG pod, which is the Count the Dings, um. Basketball podcast, uh, the ball don't lie ones. So that's yeah, uh, Vinny Goodwill I'll, I'll, and Dan Devine Dan and Devine. Jake they're Fisher. They're good. They're good. Um, who else is good? I mean, no ducks are consistent. Um, they're they're a different kind of vibe. But you know,
1: I don't like the player pods. But um, the old man and the three, the the ones especially with uh, the guy Nikias Duncan from the Dunker spot.
0: Yeah, what I mean, what I find with with with. JJ's and, and a lot of the player pods is that anything good's going to be aggregated anyway. Mm. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, no one ever needs to listen to Draymond's podcast, which is fair enough. Cause apparently it's shit. It's occasionally brilliant, but he really doesn't have pacing figured out at all. Um, you know, and all the others, the Pat Bev ones <laughs> and Christ knows what else. It's just, it's just not, you know, the, even the, even the Steven Jackson fucking um, Matt Barnes one, which is apparently excellent. It's like, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure it'll get aggregated or it'll, it'll turn up as clips.
1: Yeah, it's – there's too much, like, especially the guys that are retired. And I guess this is why I like JJ's is because he will give props to the next generation, whereas a lot of – especially, you know, the Garnett and Pierce and the Jackson like, – they're so quick to shit on the next generation because it's almost like – I would giving- never listen to
0: Paul Pierce. In fact, there's an interview with Paul Pierce on the Labrador show, which I'm definitely going to skip past. Yeah. We'll eventually get to listen to that. Actually, a guy who I who I thought would be, I, I really didn't know whether whether his podcast was going to work, and it's entirely because of the partnership is Mello's pod because he does it with Mero, the the other half. You know, the oh, right? One Deezus half of Deez and Mero, and Mero. Yeah. so they do a podcast together, and it is the most fucking New York shit imaginable. They just and it's fucking hilarious, and it, there's some of it's about basketball, but that was where you know M- Mello – They had a really interesting episode. Last week where they had Mero, Mello, and Joe Budden, who was one half of, it was part of this really successful, um, hip hop breakfast show called The Breakfast Club. Uh, and that partnership split up. And basically they had this whole section. They were talking about, you know, partnership split ups in a, in a, in a professional context. And they got really honest. Like Mero was talking about how the split with Deezers went down and, and Joe Budden was talking about how the split with, with the breakfast guys and, 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 and DJ Envy went down. And, Mel, that's where all these quotes about Mello and, and George oh, Carl George came Carl from. Came right, so all right. of that came from this podcast. And he and was talking about the fact that, you know, the, the fact that George Carl's when he walked met him for the first time, said, I think you're massively overrated, and I see your role much more like Detlef Schrempf, which is an interesting thing to say about the best scorer on your team. I mean, yes. Detlef Schrempf was a fine basketballer. I'm sure. That, um, I think there might be a basketball card upstairs in the collection, but... um. Yeah, M- Melo was a different kind of basketballer to Detlef shrimp
1: a- Absolutely, and but the interesting thing was, Melo became a hugely better player when George Carl rocked up. Like all his all his counting stats went up. Like not just his scoring, like his scoring jumped six points a game, but everything went up. Jo- George Carl is quite a combative dude, though. Yeah, I don't think
0: w- I think it might be correlation more than causation. It, uh, might, it might be in spite of. It might be a little bit like yeah. Brody Kostecki and Erebus. You know, you know, don't claim credit for this shit because it was done in spite of you, motherfuckers.
1: If if it had gone up, if it had been going up every year, but it had been pretty constant for a couple of years and then made a huge jump when Carl turned up, so. I can't coach like that. Like some coaches, uh, I've seen coaches and players that don't get on but still do really good work together. And I, I can't coach like that. Like I, I need to sort of have the, you know, have a really good relationship Positive with my players. Positive reinforcement, but, yeah. Yeah. But but there's absolutely a, um, a, a personality of, of player that, you know, needs to be pushed, need, needs to have that sort of, well, fuck you <laughs> sort of background. Uh, thing to to make them become a better player. Um, yeah, I, I don't. But I, but I've seen it happen so many times that I, I can't dismiss it as a way of motivating players. I just don't think it's a very yeah.
0: Good way of well, it's a players. specific kind of player with George Cole because I mean it was kind of somebody made the point. I can't remember whether it was Mello or whether it was Boogie Cousins on on the podcast he does with um Nichols. Uh, Nick Richard Nichols. Is that it was always the star players that George Cole went went after. And they were always the ones who have got nothing good to say about him. Mm. And there was, there was an, and Mellow, it was actually Mellow because he mentioned this, his anecdote of the fact that George Carl had this blood feud with George Gervin, who was on his own team. And he, and he was the star on that team. And it was almost like George Carl was constantly trying to get back at the ghost of George Gervin, not the, not the Iceman's dead, but the fact that Gervin was this selfish star who never passed him the ball. Yeah, and it was it, that kind of imprinted upon him in, in,
1: when he got the Yeah, that's right. He he hated every sort of player that was like that. he, he, and Melo, he just Melo kept seeing see George
0: Gervin. is like, yeah. you motherfucker, I'm going to get you. Why did you pass the fucking ball to me in 1982? You cunt.
1: Yeah. Um. So don't yeah. be that guy. Uh, other than, oh, like, uh, I know you, you hate the Green Machine pods, but uh, or, or anything to do with what, the ring. What fucking but,
0: I'll, I'll camera, all right?
1: Uh, but. Rob Mahoney, uh Big Was, and Justin Varys basketball pot is very good. I call like it. Didn't they
0: draft? Uh, they drafted white American players this on their, um, their Vegas cool. episode. I understand, <laughs> but, which is but very much
1: Was areas. It was. It was completely just a setup for Was to cook. And it was yeah. hilarious. It was Yeah, so well, funny. Was
0: gave all the edited highlights on the, on the AG pod. So it means that I can, <laughs> the only good, th- the only thing that I'd like, I'd like about the, the Ringers, uh, NBA coverage is Was, and we get him on the, on the count the ding shit anyway, but it's interesting that I did see that. Uh, Gordon Hayward was in the in the celebration huddle Dort was being interviewed cuz he he'd gone off for, for quite well in the in the Clippers game and they were all sort of standing around with their arms around their shoulders and and you know there's Dort and there was you know Shay and, and various others and there's is Gordy kind of sitting in the between the middle of them with this kind of sheepish grin with a black black history matters or whatever the like whatever the the, <laughs> yeah, the fucking warm up
1: shirts yeah
0: w- yeah the warm up shirt for uh, black history month Looking really sheepish, and I was like, "Geez, he doesn't look that comfortable." And then I went and looked at his box score, and he'd played twenty minutes and hadn't scored a fucking point. But he yep. was, was a plus one for the twenty minutes, so maybe that's. I don't. I don't know whether he'd made where he turned up in the um in the, the white player draft, but
1: uh pretty high. But the the thing was, old Gordy, I
0: assume this is this is Utah Gordy rather than um, Boston Gordy or Charlotte Gordy. The,
1: the thing with Hayward, though, I think, is what they're hoping for is just one good throwback performance where everything else isn't working in a final series like if they get that they out they might of him, just need
0: they might just need him for a bit of a bit of old fucking nouse at, yeah. at a difficult moment because he is if you take him out um they are going to be the youngest team to ever ever make the playoffs uh, like if you take out his 34 uh, old uh, ass years
1: ingles in the in the jazz days you know he had that one against OKC, where, you know, like Paul George cooked him in the first game, but then, you know, a- as the series went on, he just increasingly sort of shut him down. Yes. And, and, and it was just like- Paul this- George cooked him
0: in the first game, but but Joe Ingalls roasted him <laughs> across the course of the rest of the series. And that, that that's meant in every single context that you can imagine, apart from- uh-
1: and the the fact that Some. that is just like a really unexpected outcome and you need I think you need a little bit of unexpected outcomes to swing your way and yeah but
0: I don't even think it's the, I don't even think it's the play on the court. I think it's just the fucking the veteran calmness just to make sure these kids don't lose their shit and you know jo- yeah. Joe Ingalls himself will do the same thing for the magic yeah. um, where are they they depending on how Indiana keep traveling and Indiana aren't traveling that well, um, Orlando could end up in the six and have a, a guaranteed um, playoff spot
1: so six who would they probably get uh, milwaukee New york, it looks like milwaukee New york or milwaukee
0: but i think yeah it'll be one of those two it's i don't think boston will fall down sorry i don't nah, think Cleveland. Cleveland will drop to the three and i don't think the sixes are going to improve over the top of those two yeah so it's really just milwaukee and New york and yeah you could see it being um you can see it being milwaukee uh, dropping it dropping to the four Although, yeah. as we said the other week, for, for a team that's in such disgusting chaos that nobody wants to coach and that everyone hates each other, um, they still keep winning fucking games of basketball. So,
1: <sighs> Milwaukee, Philly, would be a fun round, first round series, just like two cursed franchise. Or not, not the Milwaukee are cursed, but sort of recently. No, cursed. it would
0: be because you got you got Doc, formerly of that parish. You've got yeah. you got Pat Bev, formerly of that parish. You've yeah.
1: There'd, there'd no, be a that, lot
0: of fun and games and intrigue there.
1: And, and that would be fun. And then New York, Orlando would be sort of interesting in that New York have done a very professional job of assembling a side, yet you probably would say Orlando have more upside raw talent. You know, like Orlando's trajectory still, feel, still feels like it's going to end up being higher than New York's.
0: Yeah, they've got more high lottery pick talent.
1: They yeah.
0: More, more ceiling. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to
1: turn out. No, that's like when are they going to have their OKC moment where they sort of make the make the leap and, yeah. you know, it, it might be next season. It might be two seasons away. You just don't know. Uh, yeah, that'll be interesting. All right. Well, that was a nice little overreaction pod. Shall we come back and talk about some... She
0: come back and correctly react to some music. Correctly. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Bulls Podcast. I was Doc. It was Bezo when his internet was hanging in there. A bit of an old fashioned episode there.
1: Yeah, and we we, we right. haven't had a you know it's
0: Carter's and shit internet
1: drop out for a while.
0: You call it a drop out.
1: All right, lovely to speak to you, Doc. I'll talk to you next week. Cheers, man. See
0: yeah. has absolutely no idea what has happened to it. He still doesn't know. Adam asked us what we should do for the 400 sport episode, and I've fucking we don't we never really do anything special for the sports sport um, episodes because it's like usually they fall in a week where stuff is happening.
1: Happening, yeah. We should we should probably think of something cool though.
0: Yeah, I've got no ideas, but you know <laughs> we should probably think like, of something. Like helpful.
1: that that white players draft was just fucking hilarious because w- was was just being was, but you need Rob you Mahone. you
0: you kind of need it to be. You need to be on a podcast with a dude like Was for that to work.
1: Well, you sort of are. You can be a dude like Was, maybe not the blackness, but well, the- that's the thing.
0: <laughs> I think I, that, no, I mean, you need that racial element to it because otherwise, it's yeah. you know, but, it sounds but more like ma- white supremacy. If it's just a bunch of white guys picking the best white players, then it then it sounds like Make America Great Again areas. Ma- Let's, Mahoney
1: let- Mahoney was being absolutely dead serious. Like you know, I've got the stats and the and the and and then uh, Kyle Mann was just like. Well, let me talk about their college career, and my and barrier are like, mate, we're an NBA podcast. We don't give a fuck about their college career. Which is but that's the only
0: place where white players are relevant—is the college career. Yeah,
1: that's that's right.
0: I mean, if you set if you set Chet aside, who else she got? White American players. I mean, they're all they're, you know, Jokic and Donkic and. You know, yeah, whoever like, else you like. like that's but, the
1: thing. If, if you if you picked a white non American team to play the white American team, the white American team would get smoked. Well,
0: they even tried to claim fucking Domus Sabonis because he was born yeah, in Portland. This is like, in- this is as sad as Australians claiming Kyrie Irving.
1: Yeah. Oh, that was the one we didn't talk about, which was like the stories that came out about the Nets coach being fired. And- it's all Ben
0: Simmons' fault, apparently.
1: Yeah, yeah but that, that was the thing. Like, you read the, the, the proper stories and it's like, well, the players wanted more structure and wanted more game plan and, and then you read Fox Sports and it's like the, the players were dismayed with Jacques Vaughn's plan to give Ben Simmons the offer. And I was like, man, the, the dude wasn't playing for the first... Third of the season. What are you talking about? The
0: only the only comment that was made was by McCall Bridges or someone saying, you know, we have one game plan for if Ben's available, and when Ben's not available, we have another game plan, and, and it yeah. gets a bit confusing. It's like, well, of course you have a game plan for when your former all star is playing. Yeah, you know, you can you can be upset at the he, fact that he, he doesn't play often, but he's it's not he's not shooting to.
1: He's earning a lot of money. You've got to try and get something out of him.
0: Yeah, but also when he <laughs> plays, he's quite good. He can get a triple mm. double in like eighteen minutes just by fucking turning up.
1: Yeah. All right, Doc, I'll catch you on the flip side. Cheers, man. See ya.